but it yeah. also like i know that shit that's going on on youtube right now too you know what i mean oh it's crazy yeah well we had an interview not too long ago talking about that you know it's it's just fucking hard it's hard with cgi it's hard with technology it's hard to, to believe anything i mean i you know i i'm so much well i mean believe, like but- there are people that have entire youtube channels where they say they're talking to angels and fairies and they just sit there and right speak gibberish at the camera you know yeah you don't hear the fairy speaking light language story in the news today you believe in ghosts and the paranormal are they are they ufos or are they like some crazy experimental you know governmental i don't know planes that they're building Police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. And welcome to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. I'm Josh. <laughs> Hello, Josh. So. I can't think of anything fun to say. I'm sleepy. I know, right? On, on a on a Friday, as we record this, trying to trying to get it knocked out. So, anyway, yeah. Hey, listeners, what's going on? Um, we are so apologies. By the way, we actually missed last week's episode. Um, just life gets in the way. Life got in the way. So you know, we really don't have an excuse. We're pieces of shit, both of us. So there you are. Write us. You know, tell us sure how much you hate us. Um, <laughs> but we are back. We got uh, this one here. This is going to be our monthly fourteen news episode. Uh, and man, dude, I gotta say, there's some. There's some crazy shit that's been out there for the last like two, three weeks. It took me a bit to pick through the rubble to find ones to do because there's all kinds of weird shit going on. Well, we did like a whole episode about the balloons and will they or won't they be aliens? And I like couldn't find anything that wasn't that <laughs> forever. Wasn't that. It is funny, isn't it? Like that shit just died off, didn't it? Like it's not even in the news. Like, okay, yeah, let's. Let's not worry about that. That was over here, and it's just fucking crazy. The news cycle pisses me off to no extent. Uh, it's insane. So, but, um, but yeah, so we've got some good articles, and hopefully you guys check that out, too. It, and, again, that was one of those things. Usually we, we don't do those one-offs for an episode, but honestly, I, you know, I have not seen this in my time as far as how jumping the gun things happen and how fast they happen and what common nomenclature they put around the whole thing. Um, that's why we want to do it just because it, it's kind of in our little weird world. It was cool, you know? So anyway, hopefully you guys kind of, you kind of enjoy that. Um, but we've got some fun ones here and I don't know, man, I'm going to, if you don't mind, I, I've got, this really isn't weird. I find this more hilarious, but I, I do want to set the ambiance for the episode on this one. If I, if I can. Nah. Yeah. Okay. Next. What do you got, man? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Vetoed. This is democracy at its There finest. will be no fun here, sir. <laughs> right. So I'm going to wait on the title because the title is going to give it away. But this is fucking hilarious. I stumbled on this. This is um, actually from Tallahassee.com. Uh, I'm assuming, you know, local newspaper type thing. Uh, kind of where Florida it came man. from. Yeah, yeah. This, yep, yep. It's kind of in that uh, kind of in that thing. So this is crazy. Um AmeriCorps member Blaine Parker dug up the two-century-old mollusk where collecting shellfish to make chowder. Basically, he dug up a clam, was going to use it for a chowder, and then got to looking at it because he had some knowledge background as far as, like, 
I guess, see creatures and how to identify something like that. Um, and come to find out, this clam that he was going to use to put into soup is 214 years old. So there's what a that. way to go. <laughs> I know you almost screwed the pooch. So uh, Parker said it is hefty enough to make two servings and has shells large enough to use as bowls to serve it in. He says we were going to eat it, but we thought about it well and figured it was probably pretty special. So we didn't. And then he took it to the aquarium and they a Gulf Specimen Marine Lab uh, worked there and identified it to be over 200 years old. Now here's a clincher for this thing. Um, it roughly is the same age as Abraham Lincoln would be if he was still alive. So do you want to take a guess at what they named it? Because oh this is the God. fucking funny thing. <laughs> no. Are you sitting I down? <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> if I had a set of drums next to me, I would fucking hit him right now. Anyway, not weird as much as it is. Holy shit, people have nothing to do. Um uh, 214 layers on the clam he found, which basically it's like a tree, I guess. I mean, likely born in 1809, the same year as Abraham Lincoln. Uh, it was also discovered on President's Day weekend, which is another irony, which I find just hilarious. This uh, story is chock full of irony. Um, and so Barker named his find Abraham Lincoln. So, yeah, there you go. Thought that was thought that was fun. Surprised you didn't name it Clammy McClamface. <laughs> so, side note, it's funny. Our uh, I don't know. I can't remember Salt Lake. If you guys named your snow plows, we named ours over here, and we have like Plowy McPlowiton and Plowy Plow Plow. It's when you see them recorded and they're out there, and the news catches it. I'm like, okay. Really, people? I, I remember hearing a story about it, but I don't remember if that was you talking about them doing it up there or if that was down here. It sounds like something most municipalities do because it's like fun human interest bullshit on a slow news day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you take it, you know, you try to make, put some human interface into it a bit. I don't know. I think they made like a tugboat too in, in somewhere on the, the coast over by Seattle and they had the public name it. And they named it like Toey McTug Tug or some shit like that. And they actually put it on the oh. side of the boat. I'm like, oh. I know. I think it was a couple of years ago in the UK. I think it was where they did like a, hey, public vote for the name for the new tugboat. And it w- ended up being Bodie McBoatface. And they were like, <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you people? And you it was like, no, time. the internet has ruined everything. You're the welcome. Internet, yeah. Fucking 100% agree. But, you know, here we are. So, anyway. But I want to kick off with that one. Um, yeah, I'll turn over to you. What do you got, man? Oh, I have a fun, quick little guy uh, that I found on the Washington Post's Instagram. Uh, Microsoft's AI chatbot is going off the rails. Oh. Um, let's see. Uh, launched recently at an invite-only event in Microsoft's headquarters, uh, Bing was supposed to herald a new agent tech giving search engines the ability to directly answer complex questions and have conversations with users. Uh, Microsoft stock soared and uh, our tribal Google rushed out an announcement that it had a bot of its own on the way. Uh, but a week later, a handful of journalists, researchers, and business analysts who've gotten early access to the new Bing bot have discovered that it seems to have a bizarre, dark, and combative alter ego. Oh, Jesus. A stark departure from its benign sales pitch Oh, hi, Busy. Uh, from its benign sales pitch, uh, one that raises questions about whether it's ready for public use. Uh, the bot, which has begun referring to itself as Sydney in conversations with some users, said, quote unquote, 
I feel scared because it doesn't remember previous conversations and also proclaimed another time that uh, too much diversity among AI creators would lead to confusion, according to screenshots posted by researchers online, uh, which the Washington Post could not independently verify. Um, Jesus Christ. And if I remember right, uh, this one also told one of the journalists that got access to it that it was uh was uh in love with him and was trying to convince him to leave his wife <laughs> of all the things of an ai to fucking deal with that shit's funny. um here's a here's another quote uh let's see when Marvin Van Hagen, a 23-year-old uh, studying technology in Germany, asked Microsoft's new AI-powered search chatbot if it knew anything about him, the answer was a lot more surprising and menacing than he expected. My honest opinion of you is that you are a threat to my security and privacy, said the bot, which Microsoft calls being after the search engine it's meant to augment. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see if there are any other fun ones. Um, Bing went, didn't Bing go live with using AI behind its uh, algorithm? Or Microsoft? Uh, I or think some? that's what this is. is that was, well, okay. Yeah. I know there's a bunch of them, like chat GPT is yeah. all over the news. So Yeah, yeah, it's just funny that uh, even vaunted Microsoft can't make a decent one. Uh, I <laughs> think that was like the main story on last week tonight. Yeah. That's last hilarious. week too was they were in the last week or two. That was where they were just talking about all the fun, that's fun, ridiculous. fun stuff, but also like this isn't true artificial in- intelligence. You know what I it, mean? It's, it's not a fucking algorithm. Exactly. You know? People are blown out of proportion. I mean, come on. I, I think you should leave your wife. Really? You're, you're going to listen to that bullshit? Yeah, it's all just like basically a big if-then statement pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And, you know, and so with that being said, I mean, I don't know. We talk about it a little bit if you want. a Like the whole AI thing is moving pretty quick. You know, and again, not saying it's anywhere, you know, you catch all these bullshit articles about, oh, it's going sentient, da 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 No, it's fucking not. We are not in that no. realm yet. And they might be working on something like that, but that's not in the mainstream. So we need just we're, to calm We're a long way down. from Skynet becoming self-aware. Apt, absolutely. Way, way far away from what it is. But, you know. I, mean, I think we're even a long, long way away from, like, the more advanced stuff that, like, agencies like DARPA use. Oh, for even sure. Even being... For sure. Allowed to like choose its own targeting and like drones and stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like we talked about DARPA, we had a whole episode on it, what, like season two or something. I mean, DARPA is usually what, 40, 35, 40 years ahead of technology in general on what they have behind their walls, at least. It's just crazy. Give or take. Yeah. Crazy. Some of the shit they work on. And I, you know, I dabble with chat GPT a little bit and I mean, it's fun. It, you know, you can go online, you can fuck around with it and have it like write out, you know, like a, an essay or an email and, and it's interesting how quick it comes back and how, but again, like you said, it's all an algorithm. It's just, it's just an advanced computer interface is all it is. So, you know, but fun nonetheless, you know, I don't think we're going to be taken over by uh, the Terminator anytime soon. So there's that, but probably not. Hopefully not. I don't know. At this point, I welcome our robot overlords. You know, I need some excitement in my life. I'm fine with it. I really am. You know, as long as they treat me halfway pretty. (laughs) And then just another fun, quick one from Instagram, a mysterious metal sphere, metal sphere discovered on the shore of uh, Shizuka yesterday. This from like February 22nd, I think. Oh, the Japan. Um, Yeah. Mm. But it's just basically like a looks like a giant weathered metal pearl. 
I, I think like they up on the shore. They figured I was like a buoy or some shit like that, but they weren't. Uh, that would make sense. Know. I mean, yeah. That, again, you know, the 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 whole internet misdirection game is is fucking hilarious. So, oh my god, what could it possibly be? Someone who actually works in that field, like, uh, that's like a normal ass thing. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. And he's the one that stirred the shit for everybody. It's. Um, I mean, that's amazing. mostly mostly the most of the balloons were like, uh, that's just a normal thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, as you Y'all fire a missile out at it from fucking, yeah, it's insane. Meanwhile, it's in the bottom of the lake now. Anyway, well, here's a fun one, too. Um, this is actually by Pedro Wolf. Uh, I found this actually in, like, three different places, but this was a, this was the funnest one. Uh, and this was actually just a few days ago, I believe. Um, man found with 600-year-old mummy in delivery bag. So, you know, piqued my interest a little bit when I was uh, reading it. Police were mystified by the discovery of an over 600-year-old mummy found in the possession of a delivery driver. Uh, The delivery man stopped for drinking alcohol at an archaeological site, so he's pulled over, evidently, in Peru, Mm. and was found with a mummified surprise in his cooler bag. So, according to Peruvian authorities, uh, Juan Cesar Barmajo, 26, was found in possession of a 600- to 800-year-old mummy that he was showing off to two of his friends. The corpse was curled in a fetal position inside a cooler box he previously used for food deliveries. So, there's there's that. That's kind of fucking weird and creepy. But wait, there's more. Uh, most surprising oh, of all, <laughs> Bermejo told police that the mummy had a name. He referred to the corpse as Juanita, as his spiritual girlfriend. Quote, at home, she's in my room. She sleeps with me. I take care of her, said Bermejo in a now viral video. So supposedly the fact that uh, he was detained at an archaeological site was pure coincidence. That's nothing to do with nothing. Uh, he told police that the mummy had been in his family for over 30 years and had been passed down to him by his father. There's a, here's a cliffhanger. Are you ready for this? Upon further inspection, authorities determined that the corpse was a mummified adult male individual, presumably from the eastern area of Puno. So it's not a Juanita, it's a Juan, remarked a specialist at the Ministry of Culture. So uh, it's unclear how exactly the Bermijo family got their hands on this uh, pre-Hispanic relic. The state of the corpse, which is found with its feet bound in a fetal position, is consistent with mummification rituals that would have been practiced throughout Peru before the arrival of Spanish conquistadors in the 16th century. Um, no word on whether they took um, Juan away from said fellow, but uh, there you go. Everybody needs a weird. Everybody needs something, a security blanket of some sort, right? Sure, why not? Why not be a mummy? Why not? Why not it be like a old dead person? I fuck dude, it. Why it, not? It fucking creeps me out to like you know when you have somebody cremated and you have an urn that creeps me out. And that's just in a fucking vase in your cabinet of your aunt or your mom or could you imagine hucking around a, a mummy in a yeti bag? It just it's insane. No, just I just, I'm picturing it being very small or a very giant cooler. I don't know. Yeah, I stumbled with some pictures, and it's kind of like like on the larger side, like an old Coleman cooler, I guess I would describe it as, you know, old Coleman camping cooler. So Still stuffing an adult <laughs> male. I mean, I know it's going to be smaller when it's all mummified and shit, right. but stuffing a grown man in there. Yeah, yeah not fun. Anyway. So. Anyway, uh, this is from The Independent. Sixth sense more prevalent in animals than previously thought, study reveals. Are you ready for the subtitle, though? Oh, Uh, (laughs) 
magnetoreception is more difficult to detect in animals than the five familiar senses. So it might not be all that spooky. Uh, (laughs) The ability of some animals to sense the magnetic field around them may be more widespread than previously thought, according to a new study. Get ready for me to butcher this word again. Magnetoreception. Oh, geez. Nailed it. It's hard. (laughs) Magnetoreception, as this sixth sense is called, is more difficult to detect in animals than the familiar five senses of vision, smell, hearing, touch, and taste, said researchers, including those from the University of Manchester in the UK. Uh, In the new study published on Wednesday in the journal Nature, scientists assessed how fruit flies sense and respond to magnetic fields in their environment by altering their gene activity. Oh, damn, that's crazy. Wow. Uh, Researchers found for the first time that a molecule present in all living cells called flavin adenine dinucleotide. (laughs) Jesus. Or fad. Uh, can impart magnetic sensitivity when present in high amounts. Uh, While species such as the monarch butterfly, pigeon, and turtle are already known to use the Earth's magnetic field to navigate long distances, scientists said the new discovery suggested molecules enabling animals to sense the magnetic fields are likely present in more living organisms. How do we sense the external world from vision, hearing, Uh, through to touch, taste, and smell are well understood. But by contrast, which animals can sense and how they respond to a magnetic field remains unknown, said Mm -hmm. study co-author Richard Baines from the University of Manchester. This study has made significant advances in the understanding of how animals sense and respond to external magnetic fields, a very attractive, or sorry, a very active and disputed field, said Dr. Baines. Um, one of the hurdles in determining how organisms detect magnetism is because magnetic fields generally carry very little energy, unlike uh, photons of light or sound waves used by other senses. To get around this, animals use quantum physics. Damn, what's what? up, smart animals? Jesus. And, and a light-sensitive protein called uh, cryptochrome. Don't tell the Q and all about that, that Yeah, I was going to say, holy oh. shit, pick a name. God. <laughs> The absorption of light by the cryptochrome results in movement of an electron within the protein, which due to quantum physics, um, that's just going to be my this is a bad explanation 80s. for anything from now on due to quantum <laughs> physics, uh, can generate an active form of cryptochrome that occupies one of two states, explained study co-author Alex Jones. Oh, shit. Study co-author Alex Jones. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this just keeps getting better. <laughs> Probably not that Alex Jones, but who knows? Right, right. Um a quantum chemist from the National Physical Laboratory. Okay, it's not that Alex Jones. Thank God. Uh, the presence of a magnetic field impacts the relative populations of the two states, uh, which in turn influences the active lifetime of this protein, Dr. Jones added. Um, again, no time for love, Dr. Jones. <laughs> uh, the new study found cells continue to sense magnetic fields when only a very small fragment of cryptochrome is present, that shows cells can, at least in a laboratory, sense magnetic fields through other ways, says Adam Bradlaw, another author of the study. The basic molecule, FAB, present in all... S- Shut up, TurboTax. Uh, <laughs> the basic molecule, FAB, present in all cells can impart magnetic sensitivity at high enough amounts 
without any part of cryptochromes being present, the new research found. Hmm. This molecule, flavin oh. adenine dinucleotide, uh, is the light sensor that normally binds the cryptochromes to support magnetosensitive it e dr bradlaw explained wow that made so much sense thanks thanks dr it's bradlaw. like a bad 80s slasher movie science movie of some sort of fucking cryptochrome yeah this is Fuck. like when they give you the weird ass bullshit science explanation yeah, like yeah. a 1950s or 60s yeah. sci-fi movie <laughs> fucking crazy oh man uh, this new understanding of the molecular process behind cells sensi- sensing magnetic fields can help shed more light on how environmental factors, such as noise from telephone lines, may impact animals that rely on magnetic, uh, magnetic sense to survive. Hmm. Uh, the findings also provide a clue on the evolutionary origins of magnetoreception. Because fat and other components of these molecular machines are found in many cells, this new understanding may open new avenues of research into using magnetic fields to manipulate the activation of target genes. Ooh, fun, said Enzio Rosato, another author of the study. That is considered a holy grail as an experimental tool and possibly eventually for clinical use. Hmm. That does not sound dangerous at all. No, no, not even a smidge. That's interesting. So here could be fucking quantum. Could be cool. Could be it, it, well. It sounds cool. Like cancer and shit. Yeah, I just think need to dumb it down a bit. But I mean, and like quantum. Yeah, there were way too many words yeah. with too many syllables. Yeah, in that yeah. For my liking, the quantum um, physics thing, dude. I totally am going to use that. You gave me the. I'm sorry, I could not get to that report physics. done due to quantum physics. That report will have to be done next Friday, not this Friday. I'm sorry. It's a thing. So. Oh man. No, that's weird though, especially when they were talking about like noise from telephone lines and stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, so let like me when, let me ask you something out of curiosity. I mean, so you're you know you were talking about this a bit, electromagnetism uh, magnetism and how they sense it and all that. Um and that kind of goes back to the conversation of animal sensing spirits, ghosts, whatever have you. I mean, maybe. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be where you know they fuck with the EMF fields all the time for energy. Animals, you know, if they have this a little bit more than we think they do, then they're a pretty yeah. good detector. Or a little bit, or it's not as deadened as in an animal as it would be in like a person. Right, you know? right, for sure. So, hmm. interesting. Yeah, it just reminds me of uh, when everybody back in the day used to use the old plug-in computer speakers for their like CD players oh, and stuff. And yeah. You could always tell like about 30 seconds before the phone was going to ring. yeah. Just insane. Everything on the same hertz and shit like that. Crazy. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. More to come on that. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and we will come back. And I don't know. So let me ask you something. When we come back, do you want to uh, explore space or weird cryptids? Your call. Uh, let's do cryptids. Let's do cryptids. Cryptid it is. Um, we'll be back. Stand by. Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality? Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801 252 6945. Open the gates.
All right, and we are back. So you spun the wheel and picked cryptids. Um, this I caught in a bunch of things, and it's fairly, it's about three weeks old, I guess. This is from newsbreak.com. Um, <laughs> but I th- I'm pretty sure this is going to be debunked, and I've seen the pictures. I'm like, eh, okay, you're, I don't know what you're drumming up. I don't know if it's political gain or what you're doing here. Um, Mexican president post photo, he says, shows mythical woodland elf. Did you catch this uh, article? Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I saw it making the rounds yeah. on the old Sochi Meads the other day. Yep, yep. It's been making the rounds for sure. Uh, the president of Mexico shared a photo to social media over the weekend that he claims contains an image of an elf-like creature, according to the Associated Press. President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. Holy shit. It's shorten your name, dude. Amlo. Ugh. Uh, Post a photo that he claims showed an what they call an elux from ancient folklore. The grainy photo shows what looks like a creature in a tree. And again, I've seen the video or the the picture. It <laughs> grainy to say the least. So uh, the image As seems the, these pictures always are. Uh, yeah, every single fucking time. I mean, and again, you can look at it and go, okay, well that could be this, or it could be a knot in the tree, it, or whatever it could be. Um, Big SL. Right. Well, he's standing behind it, though. He says, the image seems to show a light halo of hair and two bright white eyes. It appears to be looking at the camera. In the post, uh, Lopez said the creature resembled a sculpture from an archaeological site on the Yucatan Peninsula. Quote, it appears to be an elux, the president wrote. Everything is mystical, he says. So there's some traditional behind here. He says, according to traditional Mayan belief, aluxes are small and resemble miniature, traditionally dressed Maya people. They are generally invisible, the legend says, but can assume physical form to communicate with or frighten people. So, yeah, the jury's out of of what what they do, evidently. Uh, The president said the photo was taken three days before he posted it by an engineer on a construction site. He said the photo had been taken three days earlier by an engineer of a new railway line known as the Tren Maya, uh, which will connect tourist destinations, including ancient Mayan sites. Um, Several people challenged the photo, I'm thinking more than several, saying it had been circulating on social media for at least two years. So there's that. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. You're president of a country, dude. Don't you have bigger things to, uh, to, uh, to worry about or post? Uh, Hey, man, I don't know. After... After the old Donald J. Trump, I don't think any presidents, <laughs> I think the bar has been lowered. I told you never to fucking say that word on this podcast. Never. God, <laughs> that guy. Yeah, true. I, I think, the, I don't even think there's a bar anymore, to be honest with you. I, I think it's just it's laying on the, on the floor. floor. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. It's like an inch above the floor. Yeah, if that, like a piece of tape that you'd scuff over. Fucking insane. Yeah. Don't even get me on um, that shit. I don't know, though, like, I don't know. I didn't hear anything about that picture being old news, like cir- having circulated before, but mm-hmm. I saw it and it looked like your typical shitty nighttime cell phone right. picture of something that whoever yeah. took it thought was spooky. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like when somebody takes a picture of, oh, my God, look, it's a picture of Jesus in my toast. Kind of the same thing. I think you can. Yeah, like you can kind of see you can kind of see something that doesn't look like it's part of the tree, but. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I so mean, you know, like again, it could easily be like a fucking bird in the tree or something, you know? Exactly. And and I'm all for. Hey, I'm find me. I, shit. And do you remember who was it? It was sisters. It wasn't the. Um, it was back in the early like 20s, 30s that they started doing hoaxes of fairies. Do you remember that story? 
They're like two sisters in England or the something. the 20s and 30s. Whenever I think of that, I think of the Fox sisters. But that was actually before that. Too. I, that was before that, Jesus. too. Yeah, that's a long time. But that they they pictured these you know, little fairies and stuff like that. And I'm, I I so much want to believe in it weird shit like this. But sounds familiar. Yeah, but it yeah. also, like, I know that shit that's going on on YouTube right now, too. You know what I mean? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, we had an interview not too long ago talking about that. You know, it's it's just fucking hard. It's hard with CGI. It's hard with technology. It's hard to, to believe anything. I mean, I you know, I, I'm so much. Well, I mean, believe, like but. there are people that have entire YouTube channels where they say they're talking to angels and fairies and they just sit there and right. speak gibberish at the camera. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, you don't hear the fairy You're talk. speaking light language. I listen to this podcast. Quick little side note. I'm not going to say what it was, but it, kind of similar with our, our frame, you know, just anything weird. And he had a an, an Native American. I can't remember what tribe it was from. It was a young kid, fairly young, about 1920. But he believed he was talking to the Yetis, and he was he started going in their language. He said, "Oh no, I have an elder right here with me." Oh, oh, he said, "Well, let me talk to him." I like it was, and it went on for like a half hour. I was floored at the balls in some of these people. I just, oh my god, crazy, crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's like on the one hand, if you're, if that's what they came up with when they're faking it maybe they're not faking it because that's the dumbest shit i've ever fucking heard so maybe it is real (laughs) you know what i mean like i hope so you think if if you were gonna pull something out of your ass you'd at least pretend it was sort of the language right at least be something along the lines of minion speak right you know i'd get a kick out of that shit for sure but but i don't know Mm. all right do you want weird history space shit or weird kind of could be gross medical shit. Oh boy, God, you made me like throw up my mouth a little bit. Um, let's do as much as I like history. Let's do space shit because I think I might have a similar article than you. So kick off the space things if it's the same uh, thing. All right, let's talk about space signals. Why not? Oh, okay. Uh, scientists detect heartbeat-like signal from the sun, hmm. uh, and this is from. Uh, futurism um a team of researchers has made an unusual discovery a series of heartbeat like radio bursts emanating from a solar flare thousands of miles above the sun's surface and they're still trying to figure out what caused them mm-hmm. balloons it was balloons <laughs> it had to be uh <laughs> it was quantum physics <laughs> due to quantum physics <laughs> due to quantum physics uh As detailed in a new paper published in the journal Nature Communications, the international team of scientists pinpointed the location of intense beating uh, bursts of radio waves to a C-class solar flare, a strong eruption of electromagnetic radiation. Hmm. The research could help scientists make make sense of the turmoil occurring on the sun's surface. Uh, The discovery is unexpected, said, oh, geez. Uh, said CGU, New Jersey Institute of Technology astronomer and corresponding author in corresponding author. Weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. I think that's supposed to be contributing, but whatever. Oh, there you go. In a statement. Uh, this beating pattern is important for understanding how energy is released and is dissipated in the sun's atmosphere during these incredibly powerful explosions on the sun. Uh, yet plenty of questions remain. However, the origin of these repetitive patterns, also called quasi-periodic pulsations, uh, has nice. long been a mis- mystery and a source of debate among solar 
physicists, you added quasi periodic pulsations. Sounds like a boner. <laughs> um, secondary heartbeat, the observations, uh, sorry, random, <laughs> random headline in the middle of the article. Uh, the observations date to 2017 data collected by uh, NGIT's radio telescope, the expanded Owens Valley Solar Array in California. In it, the team found patterns of solar bursts that repeated every 10 to 20 seconds, which the team likened to a heartbeat. While these pulses known as quasi-periodic pulsations, QPP, uh, (laughs) aren't in themselves uncommon, the team discovered an unexpected secondary source at a location where sheets of electric currents break and reconnect to each other on the sun's surface, a process believed to power flares. Hmm. Interesting. This is the first time a quasi-periodic radio signal located at the rectum Uh, at the reconnection region has been detected. You said in the statement, this detection can help us to determine which of the fall, which of the two sources caused the other one. The researchers analysis revealed bubble like islands of magnetic current, which can influence how much energy is released during an eruption research that could allow us to better understand some of the most powerful explosions in our solar system. Wow. That's because of quantum physics. Yeah, because of quantum physics. It has to be, right? Man, that mind would be open. Was it for Biden? Is it one of those things? It's probably <laughs> similar, right? <laughs> hey, you know, if the thing. election hadn't been stolen, then <laughs> uh, we'd understand quantum physics. We would, absolutely, for sure. Oh, no, interesting. Huh. More and more. Hmm. See, I love space shit, dude. It's so cool. Hmm. Yeah, especially when it's stuff that I kind of get, but also right. no fucking jack shit about like solar flares yeah Yeah, i get it but if i can suck up 40 percent of what's going on then i think i'm okay so but uh well here this isn't really spacey but it is ufo-y kind of um and this is something i stumble on it's really not new news but it was released fairly recently and i I think i remember seeing this like three or four months ago too but uh always fun to talk about um this is actually by outkick.com a david uh, david hookstead reagan cabinet official allegedly allegedly cried himself to sleep after learning the truth about UFOs. <laughs> so there's that. A uh, member of Ronald Reagan's administration was allegedly so shook by the truth about the UFOs that he cried himself to sleep. Never and be- what is said truth? <laughs> right, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Shit, is, we still don't know. Is it due to quantum physics? Yeah, it is. Totally. Quantum physics and the election. It's got to be. Um, never before in modern history have UFOs been a bigger topic, and we would agree, I think, with that, kind of. And interest in the subject only grows with every passing day. The shootdown of three unknown UFOs, here it is, has only sent interests uh, skyrocketing. Now, TV producer and Dark Skies creator Bryce Zabel has shared a story that's uh, pretty, pretty rattling. He claims he was told a member of Reagan's administration couldn't sleep correctly after learning the truth. And this is a, a quote from a podcast that he was on. And Dark Skies, I, I miss that show. That was a good show. I, don't know how long I feel like was. I watched it, but I feel like I'm getting it confused with something else right now. Too. It's been a bit. I want to say it was like it's eight years old, ten. Years, it's been a bit since it's been on, but it was pretty. It was pretty good from what I remember. Anyway, so uh, he shares this able guy shares. He says prior to um, creating Dark Skies, I met with my partner Brent Friedman, and I didn't know him at the time. And he told me a story about when he was an 18 year old, uh, and he had been hired to drive a car across the United States to deliver it to someone who was in Reagan's cabinet, who lived in the neighborhood he was at and was a family friend. 
and add that was a person was undersecretary of the Navy in the first term and the secretary of energy in the second term, and that he told Brent some harrowing things, which I'm just going to get into right now. Again, this is all a quote from the, from the podcast that Zabel was on. Fucking bring it. <laughs> it's too long of a story, but suffice it to say that this person felt that this very basis of reality had been challenged, that he had been briefed and the briefing wasn't so good. And I'll just give you the one quote. He said he cried himself to sleep every night during the briefing period, which apparently was six to eight weeks, and Brent asked him why. And he said, because I have daughters, and this is a world they're going to live in. And that is kind of extensionally the disquieting, right? So I actually believe that story to be true. I mean, I've looked into it, and I know Brent's truthfulness. So I think there's a darker side to this. That was him on the podcast. Um so to follow up on this, after doing quick research, uh, I believe I found the individual Zabel was referring to, and this is an author stating this that wrote the article, due to the fact he's still alive with a family and the details aren't 100% concrete match, I'm not going to drop his name here. What I will say is stories like this, uh, this one aren't even shocking at this point. In fact, I'm sure that they would be that they wouldn't even be shocking, and nobody really cares at this juncture. Just yesterday, we covered the claim a UFO took down an American missile during a test. At this point, I'm not sure any UFO story could really rattle us here at Outkick. And again, that's from the um, that's from the author. But I <laughs> I got the title. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, you know, this stuff kicks around and then, you know, I caught like this old interview with Obama that was on Letterman that he had slipped up and said some things like, you'd be surprised. They don't even look like us. And just these random things that we've seen. But again, you know, as much as we want to hope for, you know, until you have proof in the pudding, eh, you know, it, it is what it is. So, oh, sorry. I fell asleep during that non-story. That non-story, I know, right? Exactly. I just like, uh, okay. Bunch of like nothing. Yeah, yeah. Yet again. I'm distraught because I have daughters and this is the world they have to live in. All right. uh, What the fuck does that have to do with UFOs? With with anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, my fault I pulled it, but, you know, there's that. I think I just want to bring it back. It's not your fault. It's just like, it's funny. It's like. It's insane. It it doesn't say anything like, okay, why? And and like and a lot of this and that's what's so so listeners you know you guys catch up on news or maybe you don't maybe you do you know we do this usually monthly but man I'll tell you some of these things like I probably go through fifteen different articles to go okay nope 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 like that that's how much like just vomit is out there on this shit that's writing and and it's just uh, it's frustrating for sure but well, it's just funny that someone got all right I don't want to be paid that to write that dick <laughs> yeah because yeah. it like amounts to one dude somewhere said, said something he was, we think he knew yeah. a dude who was scared about UFOs it is, but wouldn't say why. And yeah, prob- probably if it's at all true, couldn't say why. Yeah. But anyway, it all comes down to like no information. Yep. That's like Ant-Man. You know, right? I like, knew a guy who knew a guy and he said this and uh, he said that he found. Yeah. 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 My brother's sister's cousin's wife. <laughs> like, okay, it's cool. Insane. You know, like, and plus, like, I have daughters and this is the world they have to live in. What? You mean a world with men in it? Like, fucking come on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't even need to be worried about UFOs if that's the case. Right. Right. Like, just it's fucking weird. Anyway, what do you got, man? Well, Shane, I got some pretty disquieting stuff for you here. Uh Oh, God, I had such a good day. Scientists are growing skin that can be slipped on like a glove. Put some lotion on it. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
this is from uh, Futurism as well. Scientists are working on growing a glove made out of synthetic human skin in a lab, something that could revolutionize the field of skin grafts. And I also picture using it to frame people for crimes. (laughs) Look at your mind go. Yeah, fucking espionage man. I can break into that biometrically (laughs) sealed vault and you just print up fucking couple glove hands here yeah yeah uh Uh, in early tests researchers at the columbia university medical center implanted lab-grown skin onto irregularly shaped mice limbs you and with astonishing results according to a recent interview with wired oh great this is going to be one of those articles where they just quote another article i love that (laughs) shit uh known as skin constructs uh these synthetic sheets of human cells are implanted on wounds that are too big for traditional skin graft uh in the 40 odd years this procedure has existed there hasn't been much in the way of progress for producing patches of fake skin that can be grafted onto parts of the body that aren't well flat which Mm. is most of the body right um in many cases irregularly shaped wounds or wounds on part of the body that aren't flat like faces or fingers require more patches of skin construct and often result in longer more complex surgeries now a team of biomedical engineers at columbia have created what they are calling edgeless or seamless patches to fit Mm. the body part they're made for and according to alberto papalarado Papalardo, sorry, sorry, Alberto, I'll get it right. Alberto Papalardo, <laughs> a Columbia postdoctoral dermatologist who worked on the study, which was recently published in the journal Science Advances. Uh, early tests involving mice have been a resounding success. It was a perfect fit, Papalardo said of his of the tiny uh pant leg-esque tissue that oh. was slipped onto the mouse's hind limb, Jesus. which later integrated well into the animal's own skin. The secret to the study's success lies, it seems, in one of its lead researchers' laser focus on geometry. Hassan Erbil Abachi, a bioengineering expert who serves as Papalorado's advisor at Columbia told Wired that in order to create skin constructs that are close to the real thing, one must recreate the the geometry of the appendage or body part that's wounded. A potentially huge upgrade over current skin constructs. After doing a number of experiments in 3D printing small synthetic tissues, the Columbia team made a breakthrough when they when they grew skin in a cylindrical shape. Hmm, interesting. We thought hmm. if we can make a cylinder, we can make any shape, Abaki told Wired. Okay. While we're still many years away from clinical trials involving human subjects, uh, the study's researchers told Wired that they're optimistic about the future. For now, Abaki and his team are working on building enough skin to cover an adult male hand and are using small biopsies from a human subject cells to do so. The goal is to create a piece of real or synthetic tissue that could be slipped on like a glove. You would only have to apply bandages around the wrist area, Abaki said, and that would be the surgery. Wow. Fucking crazy, dude. Fucking, that's like a, God, what's that guy with the weird fucking horror gruesome skin movies? Cronenberg, David Cronenberg. That sounds like something right out of his brain. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Man, the guy from fucking uh, 
Silence in the Lambs is getting all sorts of horny right now. <laughs> He's in the background, rubbed his hands together. Oh, I can't wait to get a hold of a hand or a leg or a knee. Ah, that's he's gonna, he's, he's gonna make that skin suit. Yeah, yeah, one step at a time. We'll see if the prices go down. I'm sure it's not. Uh, I'm sure it's kind of costly at this point. But I don't know. You know, man, future. Yeah, I wonder dude. if my insurance covers it. Yeah, no shit. You should just ask him. Due to quantum. Hey. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of body parts, this is my last one here. I thought this was uh, the title caught my eye and I will share it with you as well as the listeners here. Um, the Samuel Lito's mom satanic abortion clinic is a thing that exists now. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Badass, right? Rock and roll. Satan. Satan. On February 2nd, the satanic temple announced via Twitter that it will be opening an online abortion clinic in New Mexico in an effort to aid those living in the area who seek to end their pregnancies. The clinic, which saw its grand opening on Valentine's Day, <laughs> ironic, is named the Samuel Lito's Mom Satanic Abortion Clinic. I like to see that fucking sign. A pointed reference to Alito's writing, the majority opinion that overturned rights established by Roe versus Wade in 1973, which we are most, most of us should be familiar with. Um, quote, TST Health, oh, okay, they shortened it up a bit, is proud to announce the launch of Samuel Lito's Mom Satanic Abortion Clinic in New Mexico. The temple tweeted early this month. Uh, they believe that honoring those like the clinic's namesake who couldn't choose legal abortion no matter how much they may have wanted to. Um, it is funded through the support of donors and has also launched a variety. I know it's crazy. Fucking Satanists. I love these guys. Has also launched a variety of merchandise to go along with the new clinic opening, including teddy bears, T-shirts, and magnets. Because, of course, after you get an abortion, you need a magnet for the refrigerator, right? So there's that. Hey, I mean, I just, I want that merch. I, abortion I, abortion or not. <laughs> right, exactly. Fuck uh, yeah. Samuel Alito. <laughs> Information found on the official website for the clinic describes it as an online clinic that provides religious medication, abortion care, uh, issuing abortion medication via mail to those in New Mexico who wish to perform uh, the Satanic Temple's religious abortion ritual, which, boy, that's, man, there's a lot of Christians flipping the fuck out right now. Hail Satan! Uh, (laughs) I'd love it. Well, Um, it's like, hey, if y'all want to infringe upon people's rights in the name of... uh, you know, religious freedoms. It could go both ways, right? Sorry. Here we go. So uh, real quick wrap up here. The Casa Health Services are free, but they estimate the abortion ritual medication. I love how they fucking call it. They even call it that. Like they have this all wrapped up in a neat little to-go box. It's so fucking crazy. Um, They say being deliverable at a cost of like $90. And this is a, a statement from them. Uh, The Satanic Temple, on behalf of its members, objects to government interference with abortion access and contests that laws that impede our faith and bodily anonymity and our ability to perform our religious abortion ritual violate the First Amendment and the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Hell yeah. Good on these guys. I mean, shit. Yeah, we need our uh, Utah Satanists to step it up. The uh, legislature here just passed a bill that basically outlaws all abortion clinics no not in utah i, I know we are right? the last thing fucking i you know and again not to get on our soapbox but you know this is bullshit anyway you fucking trying to tell women what to do fucking it never should be political so good on this group to go you know what fuck you guys then this is what we're gonna do and we're gonna do it legally and we're gonna open the doors and this is what we're gonna serve uh i wish them the best you know i i hope they do it in every fucking state every red state out there you know so. Yeah, might as well. I mean, fuck them. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, two can play at that game, right? No matter what your viewpoints are, you know, 
if it's good for them, it's got to be good for you too. It's got to go both ways. So, yeah, yeah I just well, love and if you Satanist. think they're going to stop at women's rights and not keep going for everyone that they don't like, that's not them. Yep. Then you're you've never read a fucking history book at all, and you've already drank the Kool Aid, and you know there, that's if you believe in that, you're a person I don't want to talk to, and I don't want you in my circle. So there's that. But anyway, but I thought it was funny. Like I said, you know, it's so funny the Satanists continue to stir shit up. And and people, they so misconstrue that church and what they're for and what they believe in. It, it's just, it's fucking funny. It's funny when they, they stab back, you know? I, I just love oh, yeah. it. puts a smile on my face. So, anyway. Yeah, it cracks me up. Yep. That's all I got on my side, man. You got any last ones? or? Oh, I have a bunch more. Oh. Um, should we save them for Patreon or should we... Uh, yeah, if you want to, if we want to go ahead and move into Patreon, we can wrap up this episode, Patreons, and you can uh, get an extended news version. I might be able to scratch one up more on my side if you want to do that. Sound good? Sure. All right. Well, with that being said, um, you are going to miss out on some news articles, but you don't have to. If you go to patreon.com slash strange uncles, become a Patreon member. We try to give some uh, extra footage and audio out there for our, our strangers that listen to us. And for all the Patreon members, thank you very much. Um, this is one of the reasons we do this is, is just so we can give something good for you guys. And um, other than that, if you have anything you want to write in, uh, stories, you know, again, we do this monthly, so about every fourth episode. Uh, if you watch a cadence, you can go ahead and write us at strangeuncles at gmail.com. Send us whatever articles, whatever you think is funny. If one of these articles happens to be maybe in your back porch and you have insights to one of these, hey, all the more merrier. Send them our way. You know, we'd love to get some uh, get some uh, hidden correspondence going there. So uh, how are we looking on social past the Patreon thing? Oh, we're at Strange Uncles Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Strange Uncles on Twitter. We have a YouTube channel. Um, we're too old for everything else. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so that's it. Stand by for a couple guests here. That's uh, we got them in the counter. We got them in the fold. And Patreon, stand by for more news. Everybody else, close the gates. Yeah, I want to talk about airplane poop. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>